2: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now,
3: here is Armstrong and Getty
0: live
4: from Studio C. Oh, season It's Friday. Welcome to another live episode of the Armstrong and Getty Program. Deep within the bowels. Of our studio compound, and today, heading into the weekend, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Joe Biden's locked-up Corvette! And uh, alternate general
3: manager, any service member, low-level State Department employee, or a government drone who accidentally or negligently took home a classified document and got
4: prosecuted for it. So I'm surprised you went with that as a general manager. I flipped on Fox and Friends today, and their lead story is the death of Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, for the love of God. They're going huge on that. My brother alerted that to me yesterday. For some reason, I don't know what sources my brother, like, has on his phone to make sure he gets the (laughs) alerts. He's always the first person to alert me to a celebrity death. Always. Mm. He just hits me with the name and the age. I get, like, one a week. Last night, Lisa Marie Presley, 54. Always vigilant. Yes. Of course, I texted him back. She's with Jacko now. It's just
3: wow! That hit me like a punch. I know. I tweeted. Wow. I
0: tweeted that. Wow! Out. That
3: was. <laughs> that's your like your Michelangelo right there. Your Michelangelo's David, rather I should say.
4: I know. I tweeted that out last night. Lisa Marie Presley gone at fifty-four. She's with Jacko now. Got a fair, oh, yeah. got a fair amount of response. Everything from hot to how dare you to you're sick. But. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my lord. She she was married to my she was married to Michael Jackson? Were they yeah. actually married? Briefly. Okay. For a cup of propofol,
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> <The> ignorant fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an opportunity to bring back the Jacko clips, huh? Oh uh, <laughs>
3: whatever excuse, Michael.
4: I saw a picture of a young hot her with a young hot Nicholas Cage when they were an item where that they were married for a while. Oh, they were together for. Hundred on. I, I got to
3: admit, it, it, my Lisa Marie Presley information is going to be fairly thin.
4: They were married. They were married 127 days, I believe, was the answer. Great, the so. super. Um, I, uh, I, I really only bring this up to try to figure out why Fox and Friends uh, decided to lead with it and uh, go do a whole segment before they even got to the sitting Democrat president on Fox News under investigation by a special counsel is not your lead story on Fox. It's Lisa Marie Presley. I just find that interesting. It doesn't matter. It just—I just find it interesting as a broadcaster, as a decision.
3: I think everybody can draw their own conclusions uh, at home, in the car, wherever you happen to be right now.
4: All right. Uh, I took in a lot of info on the whole uh, Biden thing yesterday from so many different sources. found it found it really interesting. Again, as a broadcaster and a member of the media, just the the media frenzy that is going on. It is full on. I mean, like NPR today. Their top-of-the-hour news, NB-freaking-R, went with Joe Biden now under investigation by a special counsel, classified documents. The main question people are asking now is, why did it take so long to find out that there were classified? So they're even going with a, this doesn't match up, for their opening sentence on NPR. Right. And
3: speaking of things not matching up, among our listeners, and certainly in my mind, one of the major reactions to the whole thing has been... This media feeding frenzy is so incongruous.
4: Why Why are you so enthusiastic now about going after Joe Biden? Yeah, like I said, not even just mentioning, first of all, they didn't need to make it their lead story. Fox didn't, for, for crying out loud. But NPR made it the lead story and went with the angle of why did it take the White House so long to let Americans know? So, you know, like something's up here. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Was there certainly in their insinuation. So his crackhead son selling influence to the communist Chinese is so not a
3: story, you'll actively suppress it. Not allowed to forward it on your Twitter. But the old fart has a couple of memos in his garage, and now all of a sudden you're feverish. What's going on here?
4: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't believe uh, the conspiracy posited yesterday that everybody's in on getting him out because he'd well, be then a weak. You're a fool. Because he'd be a weak candidate. That may be the origin of this. Whoever leaked this stuff originally may be out to do him. in. that's certainly possible. I just I don't believe the whole media complex is in it together. But it's certainly possible. You know, from the beginning we've been talking about he 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 does nobody voted for him. Everybody voted against Trump who voted for Joe Biden. Nobody was ever into him. And just, you know, that's coming home to roost. Just mm-hmm. you don't have that much vested interest to, to you know, to not do this.
3: Right, right. Uh, support is fairly widespread, but an inch deep. Yeah. As we've
4: seen in his, uh, you know, gyrating approval numbers, which never get very high and never will. right. But uh, the idea that it originated with somebody who wants him out because they think he'd be a weak candidate because he would—that's uh, <laughs> that's not hard to
3: imagine. Oh, I don't know that to be true, but it absolutely could be. That is not a weak assertion. That's not a weak theory at all.
4: No, no. When when so when Kamala Harris, I read the what was the book I read about? Uh, uh, it was your Politico guys put out a book anyway? I read this last year about the campaign. Um, when Kamala Harris was in the running for uh, being the vice presidential nominee, anytime another name would come up, all of a sudden dirt would come out about the the nominee. And Joe Biden himself <laughs> said, thought it was Kamala Harris. Thought, man, yeah. she's got she's got sharp elbows. That's one of the reasons he chose her. She knows how this game is played. She's got sharp elbows. Look at her take these people down. As soon as the name pops up. She gets the oppo out there on her. So who knows? Maybe it's Kamala Harris has decided. Uh, no, you're not going to be the nominee. Nominee, Joe, move over. Boy, that's the first and last time you'll ever hear Kamala Harris
3: and Sharp in the same sentence.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Come wow. on now. Come on yeah. now. What, what did? Uh, what did Lisa? Greatest country on earth. These are her leaders. Anyway, what, go ahead. What did Lisa
4: Marie Presley die of?
3: A cardiac arrest is all they're saying. At 54? A lack of a heartbeat. I mean, I yeah, know you I'm can. I'm sure there's but, more to it than that, but yeah. who knows?
4: I didn't watch the Golden Globes the other night. My brother did and said she looked horrible. She's really? shuffling around and she's having to hold on to people's arms at age 54.
3: Yeah, she was on hand because of the, the Elvis
4: movie yeah. awards or yeah. something yeah. or
3: a desperate need to cling to... Notoriety? Two, or I don't two, know. Two
4: days before she dies, she was I've got nothing Bubs.
3: against the poor girl. Yeah, but
4: no. yeah, that
3: certainly certainly sounds like somebody with a fairly serious heart condition. No, I got
4: nothing against her either. You grow up as Elvis's only kid. See how you turn out. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. Is there any chance? No. See that? Why would I even think that? I, Much I, less bring it up. I, I wish you hadn't thought it. I don't even know what you thought, but it's probably gruesome.
3: <laughs> well, it was, it was not defensible. I just, you know, how her dad passed at a fairly early age. <laughs> oh, wow. Lack of fiber. <laughs> it's a it's family impossible. that just does not keep themselves regular. That would be something. <laughs> That's probably as far as we ought to go. I, again, the ignorant fool. Probably. Oh, my God. Her ex-husband jumping up to her defense, which is really
4: kind of cool. They've kept it friendly, evidently, through the years. <laughs> her ex-husband. <laughs> Yes. why does that sound so funny we should start the show officially we don't have to have the same tone about this as I've heard on many other shows um we, we should start the show officially because I got my own little uh riff that I've uh, set up for the beginning of that so um I'm okay. Jack Armstrong he's Joe Getty on this it is Friday January 13th no Donuts for me in 2023 we are Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. But it does seem that
3: President Biden in this White House needs to come up with a better explanation here, do they not, than
4: it was locked up with my 67 Stingray. Yeah, a lot of Democrats yesterday (laughs) didn't love the Corvette answer, to be sure. So that's on (laughs) MSNBC this morning. Again. Not an outlet you'd expect to be laughing at the president and his answers, but here's here's what I this popped into my head last night. I did a little research because the way the president, I assume you've heard this by now, he was asked about the you had the how dare you Peter Ducey of Fox said, how do you how do you have your stuff what in your were garage? What are you
3: thinking? Right? Yeah. He
4: says there is in the garage a locked garage next to my Corvette. And by the way, they were locked, and so my Corvette's locked up. So he was saying that, like, you know, because my Bugatti's in there, that was worth $3 million. That's the way I took it. I've got a very expensive car in there. It's locked up. It's not an open, so I just found that kind of funny. So I just did the quick research, and a 67 Stingray, in great condition, is worth about $75,000. So is... A uh, Toyota minivan. So it's exactly the same answer as if he'd have said, They're locked up right next to my Toyota minivan. All right? Huh? You left them in the garage? Yeah, so's my Toyota minivan. And it's locked up too. It's the yeah. same sort of answer,
2: really. Well, so. that's funny. I didn't,
3: I didn't take it that way at all. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but um, I took it as a, an old man with failing intellectual capability who loves his old Corvette. And the Corvette came up, and since he has no filter anymore, he just had to go back to it. So is my Corvette? It's locked up. I will keep it locked. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but you know,
4: whatever. Uh, no, what the way
3: we... he went back to the Corvette was so weird.
4: Yeah, what a weird exchange. What a weird everything. What a weird everything. And yeah. um, so I, I, uh, God, I was so into this story yesterday. I watched various. I was flipping around between CNN, Fox, and MSNBC. On the drive home yesterday and watching all the pundits and I've got some of their commentary and lawyers and everything like that. It's really interesting on a number of different levels. But so I was waiting for the press conference with the KJP to show up. And by the way, CNN this morning, I switch on Don Lemon and uh, he's coding, quoting uh, Michael Scott. Merconish, the uh, talk show host, and saying the the guests, oh, they had Chris Wallace on. He said, do you agree with uh, Michael Michael Smirconish that uh, it wasn't really fair to send KJP out there? They should have Joe Biden have to go out there and answer those questions, not put her in that position. I thought, there's an interesting angle from CNN. They're being unfair to the White House press spokesman to person to be in such an unfair position to have to answer for his ridiculous uh, questions. On CNN they're going with that. That's that's an interesting take, but anyway, so I was waiting for that press conference, and before she starts getting grilled about the classified documents, yeah, had uh, his name is flitting on my head, the White House uh, guy who talks about the Pentagon all in Kirby. Um, he was the first person up there, and he's talking about freaking japan and the united states working more closely together to counter china and whether or not japan is going to get a nuclear bomb and maybe now the policy we're okay with the policy of them getting a nuclear weapon and i thought this is the story nobody's interested in right the fact that japan for the first time in 80 years is going to become a nuclear power why because they're so scared of china that story is a nothing burger. With all the reporters, even at some point, uh, one of the reporters said, "Yeah, we're, we're uh, if it's all right, we'd like to move on to KJP to get the." He said, "I understand. Trust me, I don't want to get into this." And everybody laughed, and he walked off the stage. So the the whole Japan's going nuclear to counter China thing, eh? That's a joke. Let's get to the. Did he have some memorabilia in his garage like Trump did? I know. <sighs> um, I don't know.
3: United States of America spent $82 billion more than it took in in a single month. Right. In a month. Now we have to pay interest on that. Nobody gives a crap.
0: Because like we
4: said yesterday, is there anybody who's actually worried about these documents, whether it's Trump no. or Biden, that they no. fell into the wrong hands and have, uh, have hurt national security? Nobody's not the head actually- of the CIA, not the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, <laughs> not the Pope in Rome. Nobody actually cares. Anyway, we got to... Oh, we forget. you know, and I completely forgot Clips of the Week. I am to blame. Am I, am I not? Or do we do that next? We do that next, I guess.
3: They're uh, next to my locked-up Bugatti. <laughs>
4: How does mailbag look? It's fine, but we won't have time for ah, it. Ah, so. crap.
3: Moot point!
4: All, uh, lots of stuff on the way. We got plenty to talk about, and you can weigh in any you want, which is unique. We've got a text line, 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> We're going to have a presidential election with both candidates under investigation by special counsels. That's what's going to happen. That's nice. Yeah, that's good for
3: resulting in what? A great deal of conversation and yelling and jabbering and then nothing or virtually nothing. That is my production, my uh, prediction, rather, not my production. My prediction needs no production nor any introduction. <laughs> it is my prediction. We have the freedom-loving quote of the day in mailbag, if we can squeeze them in. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week.
5: Three, two, one, liftoff. We are here,
4: live, from the hotel that killed Whitney Houston. That was easy,
0: huh? <laughs> I rise to say, wow. There. <laughs>
5: There's McConkey, he got on his donkey. Touchdown!
3: Your brother told you, pretend we don't know each other.
1: Yeah, and at the time it hurt.
3: We were told it was, you know, some bat biting a cat, and the cat bit some guy in the wet market.
0: Gottlieb was also pushing Twitter to suppress people he didn't like. Um, not just me.
5: Mountain communities and coastal cities swamped by another round of relentless rain. Do not... Do
4: not just show up at the border.
0: For the first time in this war, Ukrainian soldiers will be sent to be trained on American soil.
4: Do you know that Social Security is going to be insolvent in 2035? It is not going to be. That yes, is not it true. Will. That, that is, is actually, actually not true. No, it's say. actually not, not true. Now, Joy, California has bridged the historical expanse between freedom for
3: some and freedom for all.
2: why don't you guys- Congressman George Santos, defiant in the face of calls to step down. Today he tweeted, I will not resign. Matt Gates delivered the final blow. Moments later, Mike Rogers, top Republican on the Armed Services Committee, physically restrained from going after Gates.
0: And out of habit, Gates yelled, I've never even met your daughter.
4: <laughs> We're going to work together wonderfully going forward. We will hold the swamp accountable.
2: The controversy over President Biden's handling of classified information is growing.
1: I've been surprised to learn that there were any government records that were
5: taken there.
2: Revelations, a second batch of classified documents, has been discovered.
5: People know I take classified uh, documents and classified
0: information seriously. How could anyone be that irresponsible?
5: How that could possibly happen.
1: Classified
4: material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking?
1: People, and by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage, okay?
4: China,
3: trying to get in this closet, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's
2: super special.
4: You know, uh, my, my. one of the things that stands out to me is uh, it was a week ago tonight that the whole Speaker of the House thing got finished up, and it already seems like it was a nothing burger. One week later, it doesn't seem like it was a big deal, let alone the repercussions that'll last for months or years. A historic
3: battle for the speakership. <laughs> right? It already seems what? Uh, clickbait America.
4: You know, a <laughs> little
3: perspective there. Nicely done.
4: Can uh, you indict a president? All kinds of different things we need to talk about. Or uh, Stay with us. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: White House announced today that President Biden's aides found classified documents at several locations inside his Delaware home, and he's had them for a while because a lot of them have to do with the Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> That's right. The White House announced that President Biden's aides found classified documents at several locations at his house, including in the garage next to his vintage Corvette. And this isn't great. It's the White House's Corvette.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Meh.
4: Um, more on that story coming up. Uh, the legal uh, implications all the way around. It's kind of interesting. The media coverage of it, which is really interesting. I mean, that might actually be the only interesting part. The only really meaningful part is the entire media is willing to take down Joe Biden. Why? Yeah, I, I'm glad
3: you're on that because at, at its core, the, uh, the story's just not that compelling to me. No,
4: no, absolutely not. <laughs>
3: I mean I'm interested in it. I'm not uh, complete I'm not uh, dismissing it completely. It's just not nearly worth the
4: frenzy it's created no, the, the which big, is its own story. The big picture thing to me is more important. We we got to we got to figure this all out. We got to get a handle on it. We can't have every presidential candidate under investigation for this sort of stuff. Uh, stop classifying all this stuff or I don't know, everybody get on board. We got to treat this stuff more carefully or something. But this is this is ridiculous. Right, yeah. The the
3: what's going on here? Well, why do all these people have all this classified information and play so fast and loose with it? You know, I'm not. I'm. I am not. Unlike uh, some of my friends here uh, in the in the media world or the audience or whatever, willing to screech that it's evil and terrible when their guy does it, but utterly defensible when our guy does it. It's just, oh, my God. So, uh, you know, and we'll forge ahead yesterday. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be doing a show right now. I need it. I fell yesterday, last night, into a vortex of hate and depression that I get a couple of times a year. Dark. the v- Dark, wow. dark,
4: dark. The old D. Yes,
3: yes. Just loathing of mankind.
4: Do you know what I'm- brought on the vortex of
3: hate and depression? Well, I've been trying to, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Obviously, that's the best way to get out of it. That and just connecting with other people. Um, if, if, like uh, some of us, you, you uh, suffer from that sort of thing occasionally. Um, and, and it occurred to me that, and I had to go back over the day, and some of it's just, you know, fatigue or not feeling good or whatever. That tends to, but it, the theme was people being crappy. People being selfish, hateful, willfully ignorant, stupid, um, unhelpful, uh, unneighborly, bad friends, bad uh, professional associates, uh, bad neighbors, that sort of thing. And and it it just goes back to and and there is one phone call to this radio show. We used to take calls um, that I'll remember until I die. And that's the guy who was so. Angry about how rude and unkind people were all the time. He, There was a name for the condition that he was uh, on the verge of suicide every single day. It made him so crazy. And I've realized that if he was a five on a one to five scale, I'm a four, maybe, or oh, really? three and a half. Wow. That
4: makes me insane. Well, wow. you're got um, a bit of a Holden Caulfield thing going.
3: Yeah, I guess so. I, I try to be aware of, of it. A bunch phonies. Well, yeah, there's a lot of that. yeah. I you know, I had to try to have perspective. it's it is humanity. I have no choice but to accept humanity as it is. I get that. And I get that I'm not a perfect human being either. I probably piss people off. so I try to be, you know, have some perspective on it, but, oh my God, I' just I was just so through with humanity yesterday and and I was picturing coming in and arguing about some of this stupid effing politics stuff. <laughs> And thinking I can't possibly do it, but oh jeez! Then I thought, all right, number one, it's that hatred of what is wrong and indecent that fuels me doing this show. Occasionally, it just boils over, and you know what? It's kind of fun to come in and talk about this stuff. So, I'm, like I said, I'm glad I'm here. It's 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 good. I'm glad to have the distraction. Yeah, well, it does. And I wish I could give you more specifics. I realize I'm being very vague. But um, it, 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 it's not worth the time.
4: Sometimes when I go into those moods, uh,
3: you know, sometimes I do some damage too if I were to unload. Go ahead.
4: Sometimes there's a reason that a person is in a, in a mood. I mean, you have something going on in your life or something happened that day or whatever that would make most people unhappy. Sometimes that's the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the case with me, though, there's one, not a particular thing. I'm just in that mood. And I always have to remind myself that uh, you've been in these moods before out of nowhere. They go away and you look back on them and think, what the hell was that? So, yeah, that was just, out of proportion. Let's just yeah. hunker down and wait till this uh, storm blows over. Uh, don't believe everything you think. A uh, schizophrenic friend of mine says regularly, don't believe everything you think. Everything you think that, is not that's true. That's good. That's uh, good. You know, if you start thinking the world is against you or whatever you're thinking at the time that is making you unhappy, it doesn't mean it's true. Um, oh, oh, that's
3: right. There's, I'm sorry. Do you have more to that point? Because
4: I left out the most important part. Go on. The The
3: most important part, and the part that I realized was making me nuts, is the phenomenon that so often, do you remember that lying sales guy in Charlotte
4: who would just okay. cheat? <laughs> you, you narrowed it down to a town, because when you said you remember that lying sales guy, uh, sorry, you're <laughs> going to have to... What color no, was his No, the hair? tall one. John. John,
3: the tall, <laughs> lying yeah, yeah, yeah. sales guy. I do. You remember him?
4: I think about him on a semi-regular basis. What did he count on? The fact that you didn't want to call him on it and get into a confrontation about it. So he would, right. just, he would just say crap. Because he knew you knew it was bull crap, but he didn't right. think you were going to you know stand up to it. So Right. And not
3: like, I want shot 63 on the golf course. No, he would be cheating you as, as an ally, as somebody on your side. But he was counting on the fact that if you called somebody on being the bad guy, that would make everything really uncomfortable. Right. And then you would kind of be the bad guy. And I kept running into circumstances like that yesterday. Some of them of reasonable significance, some of them a little more trivial. But, okay, I can call this person on being just a piece of S, but that would turn everything really weird. So it was that whole theme of people counting on other people's decency to get away with their indecency. Yep. And finally, it just boiled over. And it was, you know, it's like those, it's like road rage. That's never about what happened on the road. It's always somebody with a lot of anger. Sure. Just has that final straw and they want somewhere for that anger to go. And so anyway. Yeah.
4: If you and your wife get into a big fight over taking out the trash, and it ain't about taking out the trash. Right. Right. Um, the other thing I thought of when you were saying that is uh, just in terms of the uh, the anger being fuel for this here program. Um, Jonah Goldberg of the Dispatch, when he first got the job writing a column weekly for the L.A. Times, he uh, he had to write two column. He writes still writes two columns a week for the Los Angeles Times, and he said to George Will, his friend who's been writing a column twice a week for the Washington Post for decades, "God, how, how, I'm just concerned about coming up with stuff." you know, twice a week, every week, year-round. And he said, don't worry, there'll be there'll, there'll be at least two things a week that piss you off enough to make you want to write. <laughs> That's kind of the way this job is. You know, what am I yeah. going to talk about? Ah, there'll be enough things, come along. Make you angry enough to want to come in and talk about them. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. <laughs> Moving along, here's your freedom-loving
3: quote of the day, and this is uh, a little off-topic, but it's Friday, so what the heck. <clears throat> once, again, once again, Abraham Lincoln, who was an attorney, And as an attorney, he was talking to other attorneys when he said, discourage litigation, persuade your neighbors to compromise whenever you can. As a peacemaker, the lawyer has superior opportunity of being a good man. There will still be business enough. Wow, that's a good one. How completely have attorneys abandoned that principle? (laughs) I don't know how many lawyers think that way, but. Oh, boy, if you think it's a little chilly and your friend says, I don't know, it feels good to me. Sue them! Sue them! Quick word from our friends at Simply Save Home Security and then uh, on to Mailbag. You know, it's funny. I just saw a tweet that uh, there's a certain security thing company that's designed a drone that will patrol your home when you're you're not there. Patrol. drones? I don't need a drone (laughs) patrolling my home. That doesn't seem particularly workable i would like alarms so i'm not broken into i want a high def security camera at the key spots in my house so if anything funky happens number one i'm gonna see clearly the person or the car involved or whatever and and two 24 7 monitoring is there to alert the cops or the emergency medical folks or whatever simply save home security best you can get
4: yeah and obviously you know first thing you think of with home security is a break-in or that sort of stuff but uh also, hazard sensors that detect fire, floods, and other threats to your home 24 7, like Joe said, about a dollar a day. That's unbelievable. Less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Professionally installed, this one's simply safe. You order it, you design it for your home, it comes to your home, you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. Yeah, I just decided
3: I need another camera, so I'm going to jump on simplysafe.com today. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your auditor with uh, interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I will be using the code simplysafe.com
4: slash Armstrong. You need another camera to keep an eye on your 67 Stingray.
3: Now, oh, it's locked in the garage. It's a, my Stingray is locked. Next to the nuclear secrets. <laughs> Mailbag. You can drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Do we have a couple minutes? Yeah, we got a couple minutes. Speaking of Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) uh, J.G., not me, but a different J.G., uh, says, Guys, the math checks out. Lincoln's second inauguration was March 4th, 1865, Biden's birth, 1942. That's a difference of 77.75 years. Uh, Joe Biden's birth in his last inauguration was 78.16 years. Biden was indeed born almost five months closer to Lincoln's second inauguration than to his own.
4: That is an amazing statistic.
3: I will uh, be quoting that for a while. Wow. Wow. How long till Biden's four score and seven years old? About seven years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Jackass Joey. Not you, writes Brian in Utah. Oh, hey, guys, uh, interesting that this whole classified document thing is suddenly coming about 10 days before Joey can resign doing exactly what you had predicted, having served for two years and a day. Then America can get the joy of having Kamala or Gavin Newsom as president. Oh, for joy, for joy. (laughs) Uh, You know what, Brian? I hadn't put that two and the other two together
4: I don't know. I don't think Joe Biden's in on looking for an exit ramp. It certainly doesn't sound like it. He might be being pushed out by the powerful. I don't know. All right. One more email. Then my harebrained
3: theory. Uh, Hey, Big Freedom. Uh, Dave in Oakland writes, well, Jack's here too, Dave. A few months before the election, you had a story about how the Dems were going to throw Biden under the bus right after the election. The machine is greased with the gears beginning to turn, media included. As soon as the stubborn, pseudo-tough guy Biden gave a whiff of another candidacy, the Dems began to roll over as Batahata Kefcare barely shuffling corpse. You know, that's a little dismissive, Dave, and unkind, <laughs> but um, uh, that hints at what I was thinking. The plan all along was for the ancient mariner to resign after two years and a day. But he sees the poles rising. Yep. His popularity. Had a good midterm. The, the, the red wave never happened in the midterm. It was a good midterm, as you indicate. And he's thinking, you know what? I am going to run again. I'm going to unlock my Corvette. I'm going to run again. <laughs> and the powers that be were like, holy crap, the old fool has lost it. We got to take him down. Wow that's what you see happening right now, folks.
4: How about the fact that there? Have you seen the campaign ad that featured his Corvette backing out of the garage? So, and mm-hmm. if you do the still shot, you see boxes <laughs> that look like they could be boxes of documents Document in the garage, boxes, yeah. up against the wall.
3: <laughs> well, the one you zoom in real close, it's uh, spies in China.
4: <laughs> right. Including names and addresses. Yeah, no, probably not, but... Pin code for the national credit card. It's right there. <laughs> Come on. Uh. Enter security. (laughs) We have a lot more to get to. Stay with us.
2: Armstrong. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I love In-N-Out Burger.
2: What began as the Golden State's first drive-through hamburger stand, now making moves to Tennessee. Set to open its first Tennessee location by 2026. When In-N-Out opened in Colorado, people waited in line for 12 hours to get that double-double with fries. But can the SoCal staple flourish in a state known for its fiery fried chicken?
3: All right. Um, How about you wait two days and wait 20 minutes in line, you moron?
4: That's funny. I was going to talk about in and out and how good it is or isn't and all that sort of stuff. But those of you who will wait in line because a new place came to your town, new coffee shop, the Canes chicken in my town. There were lines around the block for weeks. So you can tell your friends you have eaten there or whatever. God, you're so different from me. I can't even believe we're the same species. I would never, ever. In my life, wait fifteen minutes so that I can tell somebody I've eaten there. Big you remember
3: when the deal. first Krispy Kreme came to Sacramento? Yeah. People were waiting for hours.
4: That is that's that's so sad Sorry. to me. Or is there something wrong with me? That I don't well, value please. The, I got a list. But. That that I don't value the social prestige you get from being able to say, Oh, you haven't had the Krispy Kreme yet? Oh, it's amazing. You haven't eaten at the In and Out, oh I have. God dang it, if that is how shallow <laughs> You're yeah. feeling good about yourself is I really feel sorry for
3: you. I honestly do. God, like we we're talking we- about there's some days I'm amused by humanity and other days. I just can't take it anymore.
4: Sometimes I'm willing to. Admit that there's different people have different ways of looking at the world. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm perfectly comfortable feeling superior for those of you who are willing to wait in line <laughs> to be able to tell your friends you've been to that cop. Conf- I feel superior to you. I actually do. And I'm pretty confident I'm right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, in and out's fine. It's a, it's a fine burger. It's, it's you know, whatever. Um, you know what? As long as we're making
3: uh, confessions and bearing our souls, it dawned on me last night. Uh, one of the reasons I drink is to numb that feeling of frustration with humanity, because it makes me crazy.
4: <laughs> oh, God dang it. Um, so I came across this yesterday. What, uh, is that amusing to you, Michael, somehow, or what? No. No, the, the, why? The, the being amused with humanity to the point that you've got to numb it is is kind of amusing, that uh, the humanity is so annoying. Yes. A person has to numb it, yes.
3: Yes, I hate humanity. <laughs>
4: I like people.
3: Yeah. I just hate humanity. Oh, man.
4: So I came across this yesterday. I don't know why. Uh, it was just, it was a picture of the, um, uh, what would you call it? You walk into a McDonald's and up there on the wall, they've got the the items and the prices. What do you call that? Is there a name menu? For menu, I guess. The menu up on the wall. Uh, this was from 1972. They didn't have many items at McDonald's in 1972. The, the prices were astounding to my kids. A cup of coffee was 15 cents. The hop, hot apple pie was 26 cents. French fries were 26 cents. Only one size of everything, by the way. That's an interesting thing about 1972. They didn't have mm-hmm. small, medium, large, extra large. Just one size of everything. Um, and obesity was practically unknown. Right. The um, milkshakes were 35 cents a piece. But um, the, the most expensive item on the menu was the quarter pounder with cheese at 70 cents. Big Mac was a nickel cheaper at 65. I don't know why. Mm. Um. Do you have any idea why that scumbag murderer up in Idaho showed up in the courtroom yesterday with bruises on his and cuts on his face? I read a story about that and it didn't even bother to say nobody knows why or here's why. It just said the accused killer walked into the courtroom with bruises and cuts on his face. Um haven't hello? heard a word about that no. Hello. You just put it in your own story. Wasn't didn't it didn't intrigue you enough to like look into that? But Isn't that f-
3: astonishing?
4: Is he getting beaten around in the in the jail by other people, or are the the guards cuffing him around, or what's that all about? I'd imagine he's in isolation. You would assume so.
5: Or is he? Yeah, that high up?
4: profile a, a defendant. Yeah, is he banging his head on the wall or? Well, it's certainly a question you would at least ask. Yeah. Boy, that's amazing. Uh, So long to Fort Bragg. Welcome Fort Liberty. The Pentagon's naming commission recommendations do take effect uh, right now. So a whole bunch of your forts have been renamed and some people are angry about it. I guess I'm not bothered by the fact that we're taking Confederate soldiers off of the name of some of our forts since they tried to destroy the country. I'm fine for it. I'm fine with
3: it, rather. They committed treason knowingly, and those forts were only named that during the... Jim Crow era so that Southern uh, people would feel welcome in the United States military. So as a sop to them, we said, all right, your treasonous general who tried to tear apart the union and was in favor of slavery. We'll name a fort after them. No, it's ridiculous.
4: The only inter- the most amazing part is that it lasted as long as it did. And it's not whitewashing
3: history. I can tell you all about the Civil War. Without Fort Bragg existing.
4: Russia claims to have taken a town in Ukraine, which could be a big deal. We'll talk about that in hour two. If you miss an
1: hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
2: Armstrong and Getty. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Washington. Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising elevated.